Greetings from St Bride's Church, Fleet Street, here in the very heart of the City of London. We're delighted that you're able to join us online for our services this autumn. Do please leave a comment or a like, it's always good to hear from you. And if you would like to donate towards the cost of these services, you will find how to do so in the accompanying text. But now, may the light and peace of Christ be with you all as our worship begins. Jesus said, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. It is a great delight to welcome you to St Bride's to our choral Eucharist on this, the last Sunday after Trinity, which we are marking as Bible Sunday. Wherever you are in the world, and however you're listening to us, we hope that you will feel that you are very much part of the St Bride's family. We begin with our opening prayer. Let us pray. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, Jesus Christ, to save us from our sins to be our advocate in heaven, and to bring us to eternal life. 
Let us confess our sins in penitence and faith, firmly resolved to keep God's commandments and to live in love and peace with all. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past and grant that we may serve you in newness of life to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
Blessed Lord, who caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning, help us so to hear them, to read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that through patience and the comfort of your holy word, we may embrace and forever hold fast the hope of everlasting life, which you have given us in our Saviour, Jesus Christ, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Nehemiah. All the people gathered as one man into the square before the water gate, and they told Ezra the scribe to bring the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had given to Israel. And Ezra the priest brought the law before the assembly, both men and women, and all who could hear with understanding, on the first day of the seventh month. And he read from it, facing the square before the water gate, from early morning until midday, in the presence of the men and the women, and those who could understand. And the ears of all the people were attentive to the book of the law. And Ezra the scribe stood on a wooden pulpit, which they had made for the purpose. And beside him stood Mattathiah, Shema, Aniah, Uriah, Hilkiah and Maaseiah on his right hand, and Pediah, Mashal, Malkijah, Hashum, Hashbadana, Zechariah and Meshalam on his left hand. And they read from the book, from the law of God, clearly, and they gave the sense, so that the people understood the reading. And Nehemiah, who was the governor, and Ezra the priest and scribe, and the Levites, who taught the people, said to all the people, This day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn or weep. For all the people wept when they heard the words of the law. Then he said to them, Go your way, eat the fat and drink sweet wine, and send portions to him for whom nothing is prepared, for this day is holy to our Lord. And do not be grieved, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. So the Levites stilled all the people, saying, Be quiet, for this day is holy. Do not be grieved. And all the people went their way to eat and drink, and to send portions and to make great rejoicing, because they had understood the words that were declared to them. This is the word of the Lord.
a reading from the letter to the Colossians. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassion, kindness, lowliness, meekness and patience, forbearing one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all these put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in the one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Teach and admonish one another in all wisdom and sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. This is the word of the Lord. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew.
Jesus said to his disciples, The sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send out his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. From the fig tree learn its lesson. As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also, when you see all these things, you know that he is near, at the very gates. Truly, I say to you, this generation will not pass away till all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. This is the Gospel of the Lord. May I speak in the name of the living God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. I always find it rather ominous that we call this particular week in the liturgical calendar the last Sunday after Trinity. It suggests to me some kind of cultic prediction of the end of the world. Of course, that's not what is intended. This is just the point in the year when we stop counting from Trinity Sunday and we turn instead to counting weeks to Advent. So next week will be the fourth Sunday before Advent. I'm going to suggest this morning, though, that there is a helpful reminder here in calling this the last Sunday after Trinity, namely that the faith that we proclaim in the creed is not simply a statement of events past, that the Son of God came down from heaven for our salvation, suffered death and was buried before his rising again to heaven, and so on. No, our faith involves trust in a future promise, namely that Christ will come again to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. The teaching of the faith tells us that we live in the middle of events, between Christ's victory over death and his return. And during this period, and this is perhaps the most important point, Christ is alive in us, his church. Ours is a living faith. And in our sharing in the Eucharist, we bring both the sacrifice of the cross and our future sharing in the eternal heavenly banquet into the present moment. And we commit ourselves again to be living sacrifices. The theologian Peter Waddell writes of the difficulty we have in appreciating what the Church Fathers meant by remembrance when describing the Eucharist. For them, he says, it was not a memorial service, but the act in which Jesus Christ surged into the life of believers and seized them with his joy. Remembrance is not about fondly recalling Jesus, 
but about being gripped by the power of his death and resurrection. In the sacrament, we are overtaken by and indeed caught up in his sacrifice. One of St. Paul's most striking comments, I think, is found in his letter to the Colossians, where he refers to completing what is lacking in Christ's afflictions. It's a curious expression and one which for a long time I thought contradicted the teaching of a full, perfect and sufficient sacrifice, as the Book of Common Prayer has it. The point, though, is not of some inadequacy in Christ's sacrifice, but rather of the incorporation or the contribution of our own sacrifices. At the Last Supper, Jesus makes clear that the power and energy at the heart of his ministry is the gift of himself for others, and he calls us to share in that same joyful outpouring. To receive communion is to be brought into the power of Christ's sacrifice. It's an invitation to have one's own life filled with the joy of Christ and to be made like him. Now today is also Bible Sunday. It's appropriate then that we might reflect a little on how the scripture supports us in our life of faith. Of course, we do this every week as we look specifically at the scripture readings of the day. But taking a step back, I'd like to offer what I hope will be some useful observations. Firstly, it's helpful to recognise that the word Bible is derived from the Greek for books. That's books, plural. We are blessed to be able to access the canon of scripture in a single volume. But the Bible is more of a library than it is a book. And the distinction is important because it helps us to appreciate the diversity of scripture. It's not one genre, but it's very easy to treat it as if it is. And engaging with the scripture can be demanding. I don't mean that mining it for quotations to support our way of seeing the world is demanding. Rather, the work to understand the context within which scripture was written, what the original, what the original audience would have been, and to see ourselves in relation to it, discerning the implications for how we live today and into the future, that's demanding. Being, being open to the promptings of the scripture, that's demanding. It's useful, I think, to recognise what we might refer to as our posture in relation to scripture, the position that we take when we read or listen to it. And here we need to have some honesty with ourselves are we unyielding readers? Do we approach the text with our minds made up? Or are we open to being inspired as we read and hear it? Our attitude to scripture, and in particular its future orientation, is crucial here. Given wider societal attitudes, it's very understandable that many look to scripture 
and see it solely as an historical product. And some engage with it on those, term, on those terms, of course. For most, it no longer looks to be relevant to their lives and they'd rather focus their attention elsewhere. What both of those perspectives miss is that the cycle of creation, of covenant and liberation that we find in the scripture is one within which we are all gathered. God's promises to Noah, to Abraham, Isaac and Jacob are fulfilled in Christ's new creation. We live today still in the middle of events, but with the end of the story revealed. And whilst we might mistake the genre, this story involves audience participation. It involves us. Paul's words that we hear this morning from his letter to the Colossians speak of our participation in the life of Christ, of putting on Christ as a garment. Clothe yourselves, he says, with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, patience, forgiveness, and above all, love. And all glory be to him, who is the source of all love. Amen. Let us now stand and affirm our faith in the words of the Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made, for us and for our salvation. He came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit, and the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray. Mother God, as we enter prayer, help us to be still as we recenter our scattered senses upon your presence. Dear Lord, we pray for your global Christian family. 
We pray for all who are just beginning their journeys of faith in you and who are full of curiosity. We pray for all who find themselves here at St Bride's today by chance and by design. We welcome them into our lives and into our family here at St Bride's. Bless Alison, Jeff and Stephen as they lead and guide us. Be with our virgins, Robin and Nadira. With our musicians, Matthew, Robert and the choristers who elevate our worship every week. Be with our wardens, our PCC, admin staff, guild and with all the kids of the Sunday Club. Give us all compassion and open minds in the week ahead. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Mother God, we pray for those who've also begun to doubt you, whether through fallacious reasoning or through well-honed and sad debate, because they simply can no longer reconcile life's realities with a life of faith. We know that you never abandon us, so give us the courage this week to call on you, often, whenever we need. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for those around the world who witness the horror and catastrophe of war, whether they're soldiers or freedom fighters or civilians. We pray for those who care for, search for and find victims. We pray for all in the Holy Land where intractable conflict threatens to metastasize across the entire region and beyond. We pray for the negotiators, whether they be in the lineup of leaders who seek to broker peace between sworn enemies, or are professionals and diplomats who seek the return of hostages. We pray for families and children who feel terror at both the idea of dying and worse, at the idea of living in intolerable and terrifying conditions. Today we pray especially for journalists who are working around the world to call out injustice, who speak truth to power and who put themselves in danger to bring us the news. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Merciful God, we pray that you be with all those who suffer from illness and who live in pain, mental and physical. Relieve their suffering and grant strength and good humour to those who care for them. Dear Lord, we remember with gratitude our dear friends and family who've left us. Grant us peace and them eternal rest. Be especially near to all who've lost loved ones recently or who this week remember the anniversaries of those who've died. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Finally, dear Father, we bring to you the things on our hearts known only to us and to you. Merciful Father, accept, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Will you please stand?
Christ is our peace. He has reconciled us to God in one body by the cross. We meet in his name and we share his peace. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this bread to offer, which earth has given and human hands have made. It will become for us the bread of life. Blessed be God forever. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness we have this wine to offer, fruit of the vine and work of human hands 
It will become our spiritual drink. Blessed be God forever. It is indeed right, it is our duty and our joy, at all times and in all places, to give you thanks and praise. Holy Father, Heavenly King, Almighty and Eternal God, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. For he is your living word. Through him you have created all things from the beginning and formed us in your own image. Through him you have freed us from the slavery of sin, giving him to be born of a woman and to die upon the cross. You raised him from the dead and exalted him to your right hand on high. Through him you have sent upon us your holy and life-giving spirit and made us a people for your own possession. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we proclaim your great and glorious name, forever praising you and singing.
Accept our praises, Heavenly Father, through your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. And as we follow his example and obey his command, grant that by the power of your Holy Spirit, these gifts of bread and wine may be to us his body and his blood. Who, in the same night that he was betrayed, took bread and gave you thanks. He broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup and gave you thanks. He gave it to them, saying, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. Therefore, Heavenly Father, we remember his offering of himself made once for all upon the cross. We proclaim his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension. We look for the coming of his kingdom, and with this bread and this cup, we make the memorial of Christ, your Son, our Lord. Great is the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Accept through him, our great high priest, this our sacrifice of thanks and praise. And as we eat and drink these holy gifts in the presence of your divine majesty, renew us by your spirit, inspire us with your love, and unite us in the body of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Through him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, with all who stand before you in earth and heaven, we worship you, Father Almighty, in songs of everlasting praise. Blessing and honour and glory and power be yours forever and ever. Amen. Let us pray with confidence as our Saviour has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body, because we all share in one bread. Draw near with faith. Receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he gave for you, and his blood, which he shed for you. Eat and drink in remembrance that he died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. We do not presume to come to this your table, merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, but in your manifold and great mercies, 
We are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under your table. But you are the same Lord, whose nature is always to have mercy. Grant us, therefore, gracious Lord, so to eat the flesh of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, and to drink his blood, that our sinful bodies may be made clean by his body, and our souls washed through his most precious blood, and that we may evermore dwell in him and he in us. Let us pray. God of all grace, your Son, Jesus Christ, fed the hungry with the bread of his life and the word of his kingdom. 
Renew your people with your heavenly grace, and in all our weakness, sustain us by your true and living bread, who is alive and reigns now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, we thank you for feeding us with the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him we offer you our souls and bodies to be a living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your Spirit to live and work to your praise and glory. Amen. peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his son Jesus Christ our Lord and the blessing of God Almighty the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always Amen <laughs>